0: Welcome to. Ah! Merrickville.
1: Hello, oh, Lawrence Mooney. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've been seeing, I've just, I, I can't stop seeing Paulini everywhere. Ads for the bodyguard are everywhere. Yeah. And I just, I think, how's she getting to work? Is she she driving towards the nah, nah, nah. I think she's
2: getting an Uber. Uh, at least she's yeah. not going to be in a musical remake of the Bond film License to Kill because <laughs> she.
1: It'd be No a, license. There'd be no license to, yeah. to do anything, Paulini. Lady, because... lady stars stars in The Driving Instructor. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> the cars that ate Paris? No. Driving Miss Daisy?
3: Pauline stars in the Tangara. What? Oh, we'll be
2: talking about that at some stage, no doubt. I don't, I think, don't think we are. I
3: don't think it's on the run sheet at any point. Liam, no. once again, you're trying to let logic dictate the flow of this show. Well,
1: Liam's <laughs> planned the show.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, good luck, knackers. Well, we'll
2: see where it goes. I'm not going to tell people what's on. Just, just see what happens. We're hey? doing
1: something about nannies. Mm. Oh. I mean,
2: sorry. <laughs> 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 Wrong inflection, Loz. Don't be sorry,
1: oh, oh, you don't mean grandmothers.
2: No. News today, Loz. Thousands of childcare workers have walked off the job at three twenty this afternoon. Uh, the time they say they mm. start work for free because of low wages. So oh, I'm,
1: I'm surprised it's taken this long for them to walk off. I mean, first of all, uh, childcare workers work in appalling conditions i.e. they have to look after children. Oh. Um, and they oh, are God. germy, they are filthy, filthy. little animals. They you are. know, they you know how they have that, the sign on the childcare, please don't bring your child to childcare if they're sick. Or yep. Got a cold. Yep. <laughs> oh, you pushed them into that room, into oh. that petri dish of Isn't it... vile that diseases. That was that it was is... the first bit of advice. My daughter's
3: just started at the daycare, and we I had to stay home with her one morning because she was sick. And I came in, and Lawrence Mooney, the first bit of fatherly advice he gave me was, "I don't care how sick your daughter is, you take her to daycare and you run, you dump her, you run, you, you dump her you... there.
2: It's a swamp." It is a swamp. You put yeah. him in there, and like, seriously, that's how you get like hybrid humans because they go in there and they just mix yeah. up all those germs. One kid's got gastro, another it's kid's the got the flu. Super food. virus. Before you know yeah. it, they're shitting out of their noses. It's just. Yeah. You know it's what gamma I mean? like, radiation. They, yeah. It goes They nuts. get angry,
1: they turn green, all their clothes tear off. That's right.
2: Off. And they, they just no. they become animals. And sometimes yeah. sometimes they, they kill each other and eat each other.
1: Yeah. Uh, so oh, I'm surprised. Oh, mate, like no, what? That's, kind, allegedly. that's allegedly. What kind of a person? Mm. <laughs> says, mm, I want to be a childcare worker. What? What? I don't think it's an aspiration, is it? It's very similar to getting on know. a bus. You've failed at everything <laughs> else. Oh. <laughs> now, don't make me stick up for bus people, Lawrence. You know I, I catch forget the bus. About bus
3: people.
2: Forget about bus drivers, mate. What about <laughs> childcare workers? They're great yeah, people. They're they want the to help. They want to help. It is poor wages, it is tough. And so many of us need to put our kids in, in daycare to pay for the tolls to get mm. to daycare. That's the irony. It's to get the kids to daycare, we're going to go through so many tolls. We're going to go to, got to put the kids in daycare to get a job and pay for the tolls to take them to daycare. It's a
3: vicious circle. Do you it know is. what?
1: Uh, uh, some people I know have done. Uh, what they do is they'll get a nanny or a, a you know, a childcare worker, and they'll um, put a couple of kids in a house. Like they'll get a couple of their children together, yeah. three or four parents, and they reckon it's much cheaper to have one person come around and look after, you know, three or four of them at someone's place. It's
2: no bad idea. That's yeah. not a bad idea at all. Uh, you're probably right. I mean, I know parents who, like literally, so, some of the mums will go back to work and they're only making 100 or $200 extra a week working mm. uh, when, they, when the kids are in, in daycare. And it's the, this is the biggest national um, sector uh, walk-off in Australian history. This is a huge deal. And this is going to be very, very difficult for a lot of parents. But it's not it's exactly, massive.
1: you know, the pilot strike or a brewery strike.
2: Oh, it's not a brewery strike. I mean, listen. No. I mean it's only it's only, a, it's only a children's health here that we're yeah, right
1: concerned with. But also, there's a lot of freak childcare available. Yep. Well, uh so your, mother-in-law, exactly. your mother-in-law? Exactly. <laughs> See,
2: so here's the thing, those You and I, we unlike Liam, who's a man child, we come from a different generation where you, you know childcare wasn't as childcare usually just meant some dicey neighbor, like, or just yeah, some, per, right. some random. You just went to some, when I was a kid, the amount of just randoms, homes I went to one time, I don't want to name names, but the Hamers went there. volley mm. who was from Germany and had the dubious background, volley was a terrific guy. He had two children. And volley would, if he would babysit us and we'd sit around and volley would just go, okay, I'm just going to drink and smoke. And it would be like my parents. My mum would, would go there after school for after-school care, yeah. And Wally would sit around and just smoke a million cigarettes in front of our faces, and just hammer, hammer glasses of brandy, and just go. It's oh. be, it's be, who is yeah. Wally? Who is, is Wally a friend of <laughs> ours, mum and dad? They go, Nah.
1: Wally's a guy who was available. Who the f- Who's Wally? We had Seriously, there was a guy around the corner that had all swings and netting in his front garden. His name was Mr Fury. And it's like, you can go around to Mr Fury's place and play on the swings with the other kids, but never go into his house. That was the rule. Never go into his house. Anyway, I had to go to the toilet one day. So it's like, Mr Fury, can I use the toilet? He goes, yeah, no worries. I went in there. There was a shotgun on the bed, just lying on the bed.
0: There we go.
1: And later on, I found out that he was a vietnam vet that's why he had all the the ropes and everything and netting and (laughs) swings he learned it all from the Viet Cong, and he just wow. he just loved the company. He wasn't dangerous, but he just <laughs> had the gun like he there ready. But there's <laughs> it like sounds just, like he it, might have been a it, bit dangerous. Well,
2: you don't understand how random was right. Another random that we had was just like I don't know why, but you know, because my mum was a working mum, she was a teacher. My dad was working, so after hmm. school, my brother and I, for a period of time, we went to the Riley's house. So we went from Viley's house, Viley Hammer, over to the Riley's. Viley now, the,
1: Hammer to the Riley's <laughs> to the Riley's, untrained, untrained childcare workers. Yeah, hundred
2: yeah. <laughs> percent there was Lynn Riley and John Riley right great people yeah yeah great people yeah hey kids out of back there's a pool there but we've let it go so it's gone all green but the good news is I've put some carp in there do you want to fish for carp in the pool fishing at the totally unsupervised whilst again I'll be smoking and drinking inside not paying attention oh by the way Merrick here's the key to the (laughs) shed in case you want to go in there and find some petrol (laughs) which I do
1: Yes, I'm of course.
3: <laughs> have you passed? Have you, either of you two passed that on to your kids now? Have no, you ever I... handed them off to the Rileys or no. some such thing with babysitters? No,
1: uh, no. My Maggie oh. didn't go to childcare. Um, she has, you know, either my mother-in-law Chris has come around. Hi, Chris, if you're listening. Uh, and so we've also had in-home care, or Lou's just been home from work. But it's different. Or I, if I'm home from work. I will get some around because I'm not going to look after her. No, nah. well, see, that's, that's stuff the thing. to do.
2: That's it. You're like, now you get babies they come to, do to your on house. The but you used to just. <laughs> but in the old days, you just went to some random's house. Like, want to. five three, while we're talking about childcare strikes, right? Let's talk about the world's worst babysitters. Who looked yeah. after you? You know what I mean? Like, at, Wally
1: occasionally... Hamer, the Rileys, Mr. Were... Fury. I
2: loved them. They were great. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty course, sure. it was free I'm pretty easy. sure Wally had about 40 guns. Like, I mean, seriously, there was just, it was the 70s and the 80s. Things it was happened. A different time. You just, you know, just go, oh, here's a person that we met down the shop, and he said they'd look after you your two children. Great. Have we got a background check, mum? Mum? Yeah. Have we got a background check? Back Mom, in the background day. Background check? Yeah. Background there wasn't.
1: There wasn't no? a working with children <laughs> card. <laughs> There's none of that. You just decided to work with kids. It one triple three plus three, It might five, not three. have
3: even been a person, Mez. It might have just been a place.
2: Oh, okay. Can I give you another scenario? Yeah, this is another it. incredible one, right? This is. This is dicey Yes, I was a teenager We were on holidays In Egypt With my family Right We were like uh, On a Like a tour Like a camping tour Like staying in tents Anyway Regardless right. I got really sick Like you know Like Pharaoh's curse sick And right. my mum And my dad And my brother Still wanted to go And have a look At some freaking statues Or something like that Alright yeah. So they just go Okay miss um, You're sick You can't come along So you know What you can do You can stay At the bus driver's Friends house For the day <laughs>
1: Right. What?
2: In Egypt, a total stranger that you know secondhand through a guy called Ahmed who drives the bus, mm. and now I'm at his friend's house on my own? And you know how good-looking I am, Mum and Dad.
1: <laughs> but I You just can't love, say
2: I'm not bait.
1: I just love how you uh, describe the Sphinx and the... The pyramids of Geyser as statues and stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I would have described something else if I bothered to learn. One triple three five three. Let's talk about the worst babysitters who looked after <laughs> you the bad old days. So calls are coming through. Take your calls on one triple three five three about some of the dicey babysitters you had as a kid because there's been a massive childcare workers walkout uh, today at three twenty, and this will really affect parents. And I I, I do feel for mums and dads who've got kids in childcare and all of a sudden there's a walkout. But, you know, childcare Mm. workers have to put up with a lot. They don't get paid a lot of money and they probably want more and they probably deserve it. So It
1: was more exciting in our time though when you would be, you know, farmed out to a random. Random. The Chandlers t- who lived up the hill from us. Uh Both of my parents worked. So Steve, my brother and I would go around to the Chandlers and they had a shed with the side ripped off and cyclone fencing and in that shed was a wedge-tailed eagle. Oh, what? That Mr Chandler had caught. Well, probably raised <laughs> from a baby, had injured caught. on the road. Super legal. <laughs> anyway... Wedged tailed eagle called Wilhelmina, and uh, we were just always in awe of it. And Michael Chandler would go in and feed it raw meat, yeah, and it would come down and you know land on him, but it was like very gentle with him. And a neighbour, Tony, little guy, said, "Oh, can I come in with you?" He goes, "Yeah, you stick close to me." Wilhelmina came down past Michael, landed its talons into Tony's head, and took a chunk of his neck. And oh. the, there was just a, like a little kid just screaming in agony, and we were like, "That is awesome!"
2: Yes. and this person was your dutiful carer. This
1: is the person. Who's in Stick shape. close to me, son. It's like, oh my god!
2: Yeah, keep close to me and don't look at what I mean in the eyes.
1: <laughs> the egg was killed, Tony.
2: But Tony was wearing an ice cream bucket as a helmet yeah. and went straight and through. Eyes pointed <laughs> on the back.
1: Seriously, like as a kid, I'm sure the wound was worse. It looked worse than it was, but no, it looked no, like a no. massive chunk of his neck had it's come been away.
3: Gored by a wedge-tailed eagle, I'm pretty sure it was as bad as it looked. Are literally
2: the worst <laughs>
3: flying predator we have in this country. It just
1: its beak was like a razor. Just took a bit of Tony's neck. Tony away.
3: was lucky he wasn't any smaller. Otherwise, the eagle would have taken oh, off with him.
1: I think it tried to take off with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going
2: to make me watch some YouTube videos later. People being yeah, let's, attacked let's, by
1: birds. Good t- times. Attacked by birds. That <laughs> hey, is going to be two hours this evening. <laughs> oh, there's, there's Lulo, your luck. get us a beer. I'm watching Attacked by Birds. Oh, look at that kid. He's, only, oh, he's, oh, got, he's lost, lost an eye. Face. He's <laughs> lost <laughs> an eye.
3: Ryan from North Sydney has been very patient. <laughs> Ryan. Hey, guys. Hey, Ryan. How you doing?
4: Mate, guys. Um, so... I had an older friend from work, um, and their go-to family babysitter was Ivan Malat.
2: Oh, what?
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tell me what? Ivan Malat had a Wichita Eagle. This, e-
3: this is making Wilhelmina the Eagle look safe. <laughs> I
2: didn't want to upstage you
4: guys, but apologies. But, no, um, this was before anything came out, obviously, and before he was even a suspect. But, yeah, they said, oh, Uncle Malat's on, on TV. Uncle
1: um, oh, Ivan, Uncle Ivan loved Milat. children. He just hated backpackers. <laughs> And, and fair enough too. I, I mean, they're pretty yeah. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: there's a lot of them. Ryan, oh, So oh, your friend's babysitter was Ivan Milat. So here's no, the thing. No here's the thing, Ryan. Oh, we work at radio. We we don't normally start with the strongest story. No. So <laughs> up next, we've got Brittany, whose babysitter was Ted
3: Bundy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My great grandfather used to be babysat by Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Let's find out. Brittany. <laughs> Hello, Brittany. <laughs>
5: I can't stop laughing at that guy's story. <laughs> What's that about? What's that about? Oh, my God. That is so funny. Okay. Worst um, babysitter? My story is I really feel like I'm throwing my mum under the bus here. Sorry, mum. Good. Um, but my mum had me when she was 15 years old, so she's been a brilliant, brilliant mother. but I think she was a bit stuck when she was younger and she worked at a, at a pub. And she just mm. sent me in front of the pokies for her shift to watch the lights. Oh,
1: <laughs> While she worked.
2: sweet! Oh, so your babysitter was Cleopatra?
1: Mm.
5: Yes, yeah. and the five dragons, or well, the big,
1: the big red roo. <laughs> five roos and ding. Yeah. Did- when you hear bells or that music, does it take you back? It was just a lullaby, I just full of
5: sleep.
2: So, if you go out with friends and they have a little bit of a tap on the pokies, you just go nine eyes? you got yes, that kind hi. of, you got a Pavlovian you response just to the pokies. Breastfeeding
3: in a pokies area. <laughs>
5: Oh. I just, I feel for her. I don't, she was probably just like, well, I've got to do this shift. I've got this baby and I've got to bring the baby with me. Better the me. pokey room yeah. than the
3: beer garden, though.
5: Yeah, but you, you know, know? Yeah. what, Brittany? Well, everyone on... loves me in the pub. Oh, there's Britt at the pokey. Hey, Brit. Oh, that's Hi. cute.
2: <laughs> but you know what, Britt? Good on your mum, too, because the fact that she's she's out there working to support you, even, you know, sure, she's propped you up in front of the pokey. It's not like she gave you any money to, to lose on them. So, you know, good on her. <laughs> No, yeah, she was good.
5: Did she, you went have... u- she went to she was going to uni at the same time. I came to uni with her. I came to the pub for her night shift with her. <laughs> Did everything.
2: Oh, so, good. So, on uh, it. And what does she do now? On. What does your mum do now, brit Um, she's an English
5: coordinator at private schools around. She does. She, yeah, she's brilliant.
2: See, look at that. I love All that right. success story. Well done. I mean, sure, she's a shocking mother, but what a great success story as a <laughs> yeah.
3: as an, an, an and adult. she was a
1: tearaway youth. I mean, pregnant at fifteen. Huh? <laughs> oh, that is crazy. <laughs>
3: And a bandit for Dolphin's Treasure. But Ian from Manly <laughs> on the line. G'day, guys. Bit hard to top those stories. <laughs> uh,
2: Mid 70s. Tell me you've killed someone, Ian.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no animals, though. Uh, Mid 70s, oh, uh, country town, New South Wales. Go out mm-hmm. rabbit hunting or fox hunting with my dad, age 10, 11 or 12. Work up a bit of a thirst. Dad go, I'm just going to drop into the pub for a beer. Sit me outside with a glass of Coca Cola. An hour later, he'd come out with another one. An hour later, time to go home. So, uh, so, the outside of the pub, a glass of fizzy drink as a babysitter.
1: Yeah, who hasn't spent some time in the car outside a pub and just thinking, yes. when I get old enough, I'm going in there, peeps. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> so true.
2: It's always like like your dad would have to go and meet a guy real quick about mm. this thing. Just got to go and see this to Go, God, my dad's a hardworking bloke. I'll just yeah. sit in the car whilst he's doing in this doing some work there. I'm going, oh yeah, how's your meeting, Dad? Oh, that's a good one. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: Dad, you look a bit green. Just meeting. gives you a tantalising appetite To get into the pub It's not good parenting Because I was like What happens in there? No It must be magical Fizzy drinks And good blokes Is there something to be said About moving um, childcare centres
2: Right next to pubs? Yes
1: Put them inside a pub A cage inside a hotel Where the children Well they have now They've got playgrounds Inside the pub They have
2: I oh, know How good is that? It's I mean that's awful
1: That's awful Thanks to everybody Who called through Drink sensibly <laughs>
2: Here comes the money Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary Here's a word from our sponsor
0: Adam McDougal is the health hacker Health hacking is simply hacking into the tools, tricks and routines of the healthiest, happiest and most successful people in the world And applying these little tricks and routines into your own life I'm a health hacker because I've been a professional athlete for 20 years, but I've also combined my experience as an athlete with my university studies, from economics to nutrition and sports science, with the practical application that I achieved as an athlete to help people hack into their health. In each episode, I'm going to share with you the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world. You can hack into your own health and live a happier
3: and healthier life. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app.
2: Merrick here on Triple M. Lawrence Mooney with me this afternoon. We've got heaps of calls. No surprises. We're doing it again. What did you mean to Google? Merrick for presents What Did You Mean to Google? Sometimes you might, like, you might have gout or something like that. You might have a swollen yeah. foot. So you just go engorged foot and then... It comes back. Oh don't don't that's not a word mm, you put dangerous. Or you
1: might go camping and you might damage your tent and you might write in the word for the front of your tent.
2: No or good. Busted pole.
1: <laughs> or even just pitching a tent.
3: <laughs> Torn Okay. I, 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 think, we, I think we I think on. we I think we've got the point. I think we know how to play the game. Jeff from Kellyville. Torn tent bit
1: and busted pole. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, welcome to the show, mate. Hey, Eric.
0: All right, what did you mean to Google? <laughs> so, I, I used to work in a car dealership, and a lot of guys are big on pens, their borrows, their Mont Blanc pens, and things like that. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a new guy start, and we told him to Google Pen Island. <laughs>
3: oh, okay. <laughs> yep. 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 No. No, no okay. No, right. We all no. get it.
2: No, how long? No, he's, I was going to ask, how long did he take before he came out and said, oh, I think there's a, there's a problem with that? Yeah. Well. An hour?
3: Well, Lorz, okay. you want to Google Penn Island and see what comes up? Oh, penis land.
1: Not a florist. <laughs> <Lawrence. laughs> Kylie, I didn't, even know, I didn't even know it was a place. <laughs> <laughs> Kylie in D.Y., how
2: are you going?
5: I'm going great, guys. How are you today? Very, oh, very good, good indeed. Kiles.
2: Probably in some trouble. What did you mean to Google?
5: <laughs> well, I was working for a local council at the time, so it was Googled at work. Oh, here we and go. We were trying to we were trying to source some calico bags for a promotion. It was about 10 years ago. And a colleague at another council had told me they got theirs from a supplier called the Cuddly Co. And they were fantastic. And so I thought, great, I'll get onto these guys. So Googled away at my desk, fat porn. Fat porn oh. everywhere. Oh. All over the place. Red oh. flags going left, right and centre in the oh. IT department. Um, and, of course, your desk is completely
2: exposed. And, yeah, it, it wasn't good. Wow. So. okay. Cuddly Co. You see, that's I wouldn't have. See, I wouldn't see that. At, that's no. one of the first ones, Kylie. I wouldn't have seen anything wrong with that, like straight away. But then, now that you've explained it, thank you. By the way, you don't need to. But it, it's, uh, <laughs> Cuddly Co. is r- returned pornography.
1: Mm. Hmm. Oh, mm. That's good. No, but Boris is just writing this down. <laughs> I'm I'm on Google as we speak, and I've hurt my eyes. <laughs> Matt and
2: Brinjelli. Hey, how yeah. Good, mate. All right, what did you mean to Google?
4: Uh, so, I was in the market for a, a, a pug, and then I eventually ended up finding a Jack Russell Cross pug mix, and he didn't quite look normal normal size. So, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll Google it and see see what he compares to. So, I typed in black jugs, because that's what they call them. And obviously, I don't know what's
0: <laughs> in the market.
4: I tried to fix it afterwards by putting puppies at the end, but it
2: didn't quite work out. <laughs> no, nah, by that oh. stage, mate, you are, you are four hours deep in, in a conversation
3: with your computer, aren't you? Because uh, Jack Russell crossed with a pug. He's a jug. He's a jug. I get it. Yeah. Mm. Black <laughs> jugs. Mm. Puppies Tiny too. black jugs. And then he put puppies on the end. <laughs> that
2: only makes it
3: worse. <laughs> even, it wouldn't have, even if he'd written dog on the end, it wouldn't have helped. I don't reckon. Nah, you not right. get. You're not getting past that one. no, nah. nah, that's okay.
2: a key word. I uh, got Max in Marubra. Hello, Max.
3: Hi guys. How are you? Really
2: good, mate. Mm. Right. What did you mean good to Google? Maxie.
0: So I was um, on the computer with my sister, and we'd just seen the Batman movie, and she was asking who Gary Oldman was. Mm. Um, so I typed in Gary Oldman, but forgot to put the R in Gary. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, hang on a second. Ari. Hang
0: on. <laughs>
1: Why can you spell so quickly, Liam? And me and Miz me are still trying to work it out. Get your crayon up the right okay, way, hang, first of all.
2: Hang, hang Just a second. Just a second. Everybody, don't go anywhere. Okay. We're just going to drop the microphones off air for a second so okay. this can be explained to Lawrence and yeah, I because okay. I can't believe we don't know this. Okay, drop the microphones. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Isn't it the drop guy the... from Entourage? Okay. I, no, it dropped the R, not the G. Oh. Yeah. The R. Yeah. Yeah. Liam just you got it. In there. Yeah. So it was gay old man. <coughs> We are moving into finals footy. It's, uh, it's right upon us, of course. The Swans have got a massive game this weekend, Loz, that you and I are going to against uh, the Bombers at the SCG. That's going I to expect a to be gun.
1: ejected from the ground for un- antisocial behaviour by quarter time if mm-hmm. we're not in front. So. Well, the game's
2: at 4.20, and you said <laughs> to me that we'll meet just before uh, 4 o'clock, and you said to me that
1: you would probably be... I'm in- going to lunch, uh, so I will be... Drunk and vile by, yep. by yeah. four o'clock. Probably won't have pants on. Can you, you, right. It's Sydney, though. It's cool.
2: Just you know, <laughs> yeah. Just go, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras. Yeah, Mardi Gras, you'll be fine. Oh, sorry. No one's yeah. going to no one be, no be bigoted. <laughs> if you
1: take one of your socks off and put it on your genitals, then you can come in. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs>
2: So we've got a bit of a quiz today. Yes, no, it is is finals, finals.
3: kicks off. The AFL Mm. finals kicks off tonight. The Crows taking on the Giants down in Adelaide. The NRL finals kicks off tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roosters Broncos at Allianz Stadium. So it's all getting busy. But this uh, quiz, and I don't have an opener for it because I couldn't think of one. But we're looking at the starting with the Mm. Socceroos. Now they failed to qualify for the uh, World Cup through the group phase the other night in their win over Thailand. It wasn't enough to get them through the group phase. They now have to go through to the playoff phase. Where they will first meet? Sorry, I forgot to ask for your buzzers, hmm. Lawrence. Right. I need a uh, bu- buzzer category. Well, uh, what,
1: what's the name of the quiz? It's uh It's Australian national sporting teams quiz. Okay, I'll uh, I'll go with the cup. We want to win the cup. I'll go with cup. Cup.
2: I'm going to go
3: with spear tackle. Good. <laughs> Good. Okay. So Australia, <laughs> the soccerers have failed to qualify through the group phase of the World Cup. They now have to go through the playoff phase, where they will first meet who? Hey, what was the question? Cup. Ian? Cup, yes, cup. What they'll meet
1: uh, Fiji.
2: No, no. no. So, give me the question. Who do the again?
3: soccerers have to play in the next playoff
2: phase? Spear tackle. They have to play. It's like uh, they're going to play. Um, it's America or Honduras or something. I know.
3: Crappy cup. They're to yes.
1: play soccer. <laughs> they have to play Syria. Syria. Yeah. Are nice. you Syria? Are you from Syria? <laughs> have they got a
2: team. Yes. Have, they got, have their team players got legs that yeah, aren't blown yes. off? Yes, they do. Really? Yeah, well, those blokes yeah. aren't putting in much of an effort then, are they? Because <laughs> okay. they've got oh, a war going on and they're off playing like- soccer.
3: Naught to cup, nought to spear tackle. All right. Okay. True okay. or false? Australia has a national Quidditch team called the Bunyips. Uh, uh, spear tackle. Yes. Unfortunately, it's true. <laughs> Nerds. What? The
1: Australian national Quidditch team is called the Drop Bears. Oh, oh you're trick. A f- mm, cup. They never they never go on a footy trip because they will never sleep with anyone <laughs> ever.
2: They're not at risk are they They're, not, they're, they're not gonna go on a footy trip to Thailand and everything's gonna be okay. They everyone's will gonna never come get
1: home. footy fever. No no. Or pants. Which fever. you get on Wednesday after a footy
3: trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: next question. I
2: can't be cleared up with all cream.
1: Still
3: still zero. Okay. Whatever happens on the <coughs> footy trip stays on the footy trip, except footy fever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Under the Southern Cross I stand, a sprig of wattle in my hand, a native of my native land, Australia, you little beauty. If I was singing this after a win, which national team would I be cup. playing for? Yes, Cup.
1: You'd be playing for the Australian test side. Correct. Oh, well played, Loz. You'd be bathed in zinc cream and just smashing VBs.
2: Correct. Can after can. Mm. can. If I
1: was a member... Naked with a bunch of
3: blokes. (laughs) If I was a member... Next question. If I was a member of the Jackaroos, what sport would I be representing Australia Spear tackle. Jacking. No, not not jacking. No, they'd be...
1: Any guesses, Uh, Cup? uh, Cup. Cup. uh, The Australian soccer team. There's
2: a thing else i Hockey, 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 jackaroos, jackaroos, jockey, jockey, jockey wanky, wanky. Jackaroos. You'd
1: be playing lawn bowls. Lawn bowls, Jackaroos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Why jackaroos?
1: Because the jack is uh, the oh, little white ball at the not end. not something you do to a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, nice. you get it confused Dez, before Dez, you go? Dez, come it. over here, mate.
1: That's... That's two points off what you've done to that marsupial. Okay. You you've taken the name a, very little. That's a literally. female. You've, you've
3: actually, you've just, you've, all you've done is taken a joey out. <laughs> if I was a member, another one along these lines, if I was a member of the Boomerangs, what sport would I be representing Australia in? Uh, cup. Yes, Cup.
1: Would you be abusing a cake? <laughs> Boomerang. <laughs> Bang, come on. It's probably right.
3: If if uh, you're a member of the Boomerangs, what sport are you playing? Ah, oh, it's speed <laughs> <pretty> tackle. Yeah. <laughs> Women's. You'd be a member of <laughs> 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 You'd be you would be uh, a member of the National Orienteering team.
1: Oh, wow. And a massive virgin. <laughs> okay, quickly going, quickly going. I get it cuz yeah. You know, the yeah. boomerang comes back. Yeah. Quickly Orange going cheering. abroad
3: for the last couple here. Speed round. Okay. Which country's football team is nicknamed the Tartan Terriers? Cup. Yes. Scotland. Correct. Cup. With an almost unassailable lead in here. Wunder team is the nickname of which country's Speed football Do you tackle team? Germany's? Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Belgium. Cup.
3: Austria. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but they were annexed by Germany in the war. The, the New Zealand rugby out. team is famously called the All Blacks. The basketball team is the Tall Blacks. Unofficially, what is the name of the national badminton team? Spear
1: tackle. Nerd Blacks. Oh, no. You know, in a badminton, you use a cock, so I'll be the...
3: <laughs> that is yes. correct.
0: The black no.
1: cock. <laughs> Not the black cock.
3: It is. Unofficially, that Best. is... Is ever.
2: <laughs> I can't get in trouble for the correct answer. Oh, Lawrence, take that one
1: over, Take yeah. that to
2: your trivia night. Smash that
1: over the net. <laughs> Des we didn't mean that literally, mate. <laughs> From Melbourne's mean streets. You could say this was the murder we missed. A story you'll have to hear to believe. He said he was a 200-year-old vampire. Why was Shane Chakra's abbot gunned down before giving evidence? Two men shot him down. It's a mystery within a mystery within a mystery. Listen now to this untold true crime story from Adam Shand. The Trials of the Vampire at podcastone.com.au or download the app.
2: Here comes the money. Sorry, I go. think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Great to have your company, Sydney. We saw another road rage incident uh, on our computers. Maybe you might have sent it on the news already. A cyclist and a driver have come to grief at Grovena and Crescent in Summerhill. It's been caught on camera, shot by the cyclist uh, shortly before 8 a.m., and it shows the driver of a Hilux unleashing a tirade of abuse towards him after there was some damage to the, the cyclist's bike. Uh, and then the uh, driver has been subsequently charged today with assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a bit of a conf- conflict in stories because uh, this... Is, I'm going to play the audio of the actual incident here. And this is what happened uh, during the event. I'm Lebanese, mate. I'm going to f*** you. Not, I'm going to
4: your life, you're you something. Oh, I'm gonna follow you. I'm
0: gonna What the
2: hell, man? That's pretty confronting. That's pretty yeah. frightening, and it is absolutely violent. Violent not only in uh, verbally, but also to physically in nature as well. Hmm. Not to be tolerated. But then this guy, the the driver, he then went on to host almost like a oppressor. A, a Mm. Afterwards, yeah, um, and he said, "Oh, look, I'm not, I'm not violent. Uh, this is not my nature. This is not what I do." There was a misunderstanding, and basically contradicted everything that it yeah. had just been caught on the camera. Now we've kind of, I've made a little montage here, so you can hear both sides, of it, and you'll be able to hear the difference between what was recorded during the event and what he said after the event. I'm Lebanese, mate. I'm gonna. <laughs> you. The...
4: I'm not a violent person.
0: I'm gonna. You'll <laughs> you, you something.
4: I tried to do the right thing by people. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to f you on. I'm not a bomb person. Get the f- on. What the hell, man?
2: Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Now, look, here's the thing. And this is the, the, the point I'm going to take today. And it is a tricky one to get around. It's going to be not uh, careful how I word it, but it's a different story here. How do you feel if you're Lebanese and you're listening to that? How does it make you feel? when somebody with a Lebanese background uses their nationality as a threat towards another person, and this guy might be Lebanese by birth, but he's, he sounds as Aussie as you can get, mm. but he'd be disappointed. He
3: swears he used, just demonstrated his aussiness there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And i mean his accent and everything like that. I believe that he's an Australian citizen. I believe very readily that he would vote in our elections. Therefore he is an Australian, right? Whether he's got Lebanese background, whatever. But how would you feel? I've got lots of Lebanese friends, both Christian and Muslim. And I would think that they would be very unhappy to hear that. Hearing the, the term, I'm Lebanese, being used as clearly a threat, right? Because I think about this. When I see peanuts carrying on with the Australian flag draped around their neck, drunk in public, abusing people, assaulting yeah. people, and carrying on like that, I look at this and just go, don't claim aussie mate. Don't claim that you speak on behalf of me. I'm an Australian. I believe mm. in our flag. I believe in our people. Don't carry on like a peanut because you don't You don't represent me with that behavior. Your
3: behaviour is a, is a personal choice rather than a national exactly. representation. Exactly. We yeah. didn't
2: vote you to be a peanut. So here's the thing, right? Prior to nationalism and in somebody's background is one thing. Absolutely. Get behind it. But using your background as a threat creates the inference that that
3: nationality is by default Threatening. And there's plenty of calls already coming in on this, and Ahmad's uh, called through. Okay, Ahmed, hello. Hey,
4: Mez. How you going,
2: mate? Very good, mate. What do you? You're you obviously you're Lebanese because we're asking for Lebanese people to call through.
4: That's right. Yeah, I'm of uh, Lebanese background. I was born here. Yep. Um, and really, as soon as I heard the audio, I was just disgusted and really embarrassed. that Somebody would use their nationality as some sort of like weapon or something to try and intimidate someone. Like it's a threat. That's nonsense, mate. Yeah, it's or, a threat. Like,
2: Because, you know, here's the thing, Ahmed. I've got lots of Lebanese friends, right? And there is so much more to Lebanese people and Lebanese culture than the the inference of threats, right? We know about the food and about the friendliness that Lebanese people have towards other people of all nationalities. So I I think it's kind of sad to see it using as a threat. Now, I'm just going to make a quick comparison here, Ahmed, for for your benefit and for everybody listening, right? Yep. If if you've got a friend like an attorney, a Vietnamese friend says to me, um, "I'm Vietnamese." Usually, that's going to be a threat that you're about to eat something delicious, right? <laughs> now, yeah. if, if, if you've got an Italian friend and they say, "Careful, yeah. I'm Italian," that means that they're about to serve you so much food that you're going to have to go and buy another pair of pants. Sure,
4: for sure,
2: sure. So, you know what I'm saying? When they when they decry their background, it's it's not the it means a different thing. So, it seems kind of yeah. sad when you see a Lebanese person say, "I'm Lebanese," and that immediately infers a threat to other people.
4: And unfortunately, that's the way it is because of people like this. Um, You know, previously and in the future, it will be like this where someone will associate, when they hear the word Lebanese and see someone act in a certain way, it's going to trigger it and it's going to continue on with that stigma. Mm. And it's because people like this who are going to continue on with it. So it's just a bit upsetting to hear and see, um, you know, like I said, I was born here, mate. Like, I'm currently serving in the ADF as well. So I'm very patriotic and very yep. proud to be an Australian. Yep. And um I've still got my roots, I've still got my culture, I've still got my religion and uh yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal here and try and say you know, you know, like look at me but I'm 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 trying my hardest to say that I'm Australian but I'm also proud to be Lebanese. Right. Someone like that. And all my hard work you know when I'm when I'm meeting new people and then they start to understand about my culture, about my religion and stuff. All my hard work goes down the drain because of people like this. So, wish him yeah. all the best and I hope he gets what he deserves. And hopefully one day people can um, associate, you know, like Lebanese people with, you know, with hummus or something. Yeah, I don't know. exactly. <laughs> with like I said,
2: with delicious food. Yeah, and and yeah. good times. Look, cause, and that's exactly. the thing. I, I, I saw that guy uh, and he's, you know, kind of the, the post conversation that he had. And you know, he didn't come across as bad as he did when he was caught on camera, threatening people and assaulting people. And everyone has their moments. So I get that. But it's about the fact of using a nationality as a threat. We're going to take some Lots more Lots of people coming yeah, through. It. We'll take a song and we'll come back in a minute with some more calls. If you are Lebanese and you've got some thoughts on this, how does it make you feel when you see people using the term Lebanese as a threat? Taking your calls on one triple three five three specifically today from uh, Lebanese Australians, there was a horrible road rage incident. They're all bad; it should never go that far. Bloke got out of his car, assaulted a cyclist. There was some damage to the guy's bike, but the guy said to him as part of, as part of his threat to the cyclist, he said, "I'm Lebanese," with the inference that you know something bad will happen to you as a result of my background.
3: The cyclist recorded the the audio, the attack, and this is the audio. I'm itself. Lebanese, mate. I'm going
4: f- <laughs> to. I'm going to f*** off your you something. of I'm going to follow you. I'm going to f*** Get the f*** on What
2: the hell, man? I don't think it's great the Lebanese community are in a position where their background is being used as some sort of ominous threat. Mm. Uh, but look, I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe you love it. I don't know. I'm not Lebanese. But it's, it just seems a little bit unfortunate. Taking your calls, though, if you are Lebanese and you've got an opinion on this. John in Bankstown. Hello, John. Yeah, g'day, Mez. How are you, bud? Very good, mate. All right. Obviously, you're Lebanese. What do you think about this?
0: Mate, all I can say is this guy's an absolute absolute flop. All right, There's like his shoe size is larger than his IQ. That's a, my first point. But in the same token, it's not really surprising because of the over glamorization and the over-criminalisation of the Middle Eastern community as a whole.
2: Okay, so you, you think oh, yeah. it's a, a perpetuation of a stereotype, like almost like a show business stylized? Yeah, like got,
0: like you, you think about um, the old TV show for the ABC that uh, Paul Fenech uh, that um, yeah, yeah, Fat Pizza yeah. started. Fat yep. uh, Pizza. Yeah. Right. It over-glamorised the stereotype of the Middle Eastern community. Yep. And and uh, in the worst way. Yep. And then you've got the media and police and another aspect. No offense to the police force in general, but it's when you've got the media sitting there going through anybody that was of any sort of ethnicity Mm. would be labelled of Middle Eastern descent. Yep.
1: You know what I mean? It sort of
0: it doesn't really it doesn't really surprise me from the last twenty five odd years we've been labelled as labelled as something
2: yeah, that and there's been be really... that kind of, that, uh, that that subtle threat, that underlying threat, you know, that it, yeah. you know that Lebanese people might be more reactive, might be more prone to violence or mm. poor behaviour or criminality.
0: Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, as a culture, we are very passionate people.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, so are Italians, so are Greeks, you know, so are Aussies, yeah, everyone right. is.
0: That's right, but it's like, you can't, like, this guy, all I can say is this guy's an absolute play honestly. If I was to see him, I'd give him a good old a good old fashioned WOG beating, if you know what I yeah, mean. You know
2: what you do? You get out of your car and you commit the exact same offense that he's committed, and then you'd yell at him, mate, I'm a lebo, and then we just go, hang on a second, you've just done exactly the same thing. But, yeah. no, John, no, I
0: would I not even do that. I'd nah. give him a good i give him a good old fashioned wog
2: showing like my mum used to give me. <laughs> John, think you'd be cool. Uh, old friend of the show, Mick and Basil. Hello, Mick. <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's going on, lad? Oh mate,
2: <laughs> you tell me, Mick. Mick, I know that you're a practicing Muslim. Yeah, you're Lebanese. Bruh, Had... I give up. I, I give up. You give up Bruh, now? Listen,
4: li- listen, listen. Uh, okay. If I if I leave, Le- if I leave Australia, I go to Lebanon. I'm yeah. an Aussie, and if I come <laughs> back, I'm a Lebo. Brother, I've got nowhere to go. Give me a ticket to Tasmania. Okay. Something. <laughs> mate, they're not going to don't, have you there, Mick. Don't be rash, don't, don't be yeah, rash. Exactly.
2: Don't go crazy. It's not going to do anybody I'm a service. I'm tapping out. I'm not coming to the USC. I'm tapping out. Okay, Mick, here's a question for you, right? If you, <laughs> Tell go, if, me. If you go to Lebanon and yeah. there's, there's like some sort of minor altercation and you say, mate, steady on, I'm Aussie. Yeah. What, what would they think? What does that mean if, if you yeah, say, you know, I'm Ozzy. You know,
4: he'd, he'd must have been sticking his ass out as if he was doing a fart. And he'd go, yeah, what do you want to do for you, mate? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll must have spit a seed, a, 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 a pumpkin seed in my face and say, yeah, and what?
2: Said, what are you going to pay me? <laughs> okay. All right. You, you're right, Mick. You can't win. Look, we've had some interesting calls uh, about a bad news story about road rage. Hmm. I want to change it up. Mix it up. Let's talk about something positive here going on in Sydney. Uh, Last night on Channel 7 News, Dave Urkelson had a story uh, about Pendle Hill Meats.
4: Six days a week, customers flock near and far to Pendle Hill. Oh, we have people coming from the Central Coast, Wollongong... Uh, as far out as Penrith. For one simple reason. Of course, the meat's so cheap. By farming their own cattle and pork, Pendle Hill Meat Markets cuts out the middleman to deliver on price.
0: Their signature deal? Thick and thin beef sausages, out they go at $3.99 a kilo. What? At these prices, we get people coming in for Bunnings barbecues.
2: Did you just hear that? Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this in straight out. We were talking about this, my producers Maddie and uh, and Liam and myself, and we we're like, oh, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just a bloody butcher's shop kind of thing. And then we heard three ninety nine a kilo. Yeah, <laughs> we all, we, all of us went, what three ninety nine a kilo for snags? Jesus, that's cheap. the bloody hell, that's cheap. And we did a little bit more research, and they've got cheap meats. (laughs) And we've all just lost lost their tiny minds because everything in this city costs too much money.
3: And just the sneaky little plug that basically he's saying we're the official supplier of Bunning sausage sizzles. Oh, I don't know,
2: over years. I don't know. know. I don't know. It'd be a few. Bunning stores might be getting the snags from elsewhere. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe that. <laughs> but are.
3: still, bloody good business going in Sydney.
2: Exactly, and I want to encourage that. I think it's great, particularly when you see a small business having a crack, and they're doing the right thing, and they've got good customer service, so they've got good bargains. All right, let's go a quick round the table. Maddie, who do you like? Who's a good business you want to give a part uh, to? Uh,
4: my local bottle shop, the Midway Sellers in Eastwood. Now, this mm-hmm. this bottle shop's the best because it's the only one that sells stop. booze, and you're it a sells drunk. Booze. But <laughs> It's the only one that stocks the Five Dock uh, Brewery beer, which is called um, Acacia. Yeah, I've never heard of that. It's a really good beer in Five Dock. Yeah, and they're okay. the only ones that stock it that I can find.
2: Maybe they're making it at the back and it's not legit. Maybe they're just relabeling. No, of course they're not. They're a great <laughs> yeah, they're a great company. What are they called again? Give them another quote. Uh, midway
4: Sellers. Midway
3: Sellers. The Midway Sellers. shops there at Eastwood. You
2: know yeah. why they're called Midway Sellers? Because they're midway between work and home.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, if if you live, if you're Maddie. If yeah. if you're Maddie, they. Yeah.
2: Are. Yeah. Or just like midway through the day before Maddie nicks in there to get a couple of hey, extra okay, I've got a me.
3: local supplier, I want to give a plug to yeah, go. Uh Mate of mine uh, runs majorfitness.com. He's a personal trainer. Now, I know these things are everywhere, a diamond doesn't, but. Really good, personal, you know, does good one-on-one training. Ten bucks. What? He charges me and my mates when we go down there for a bit of a group session. He's not in it to make a bundle of cash. He's in there to really try and, you know, get get, get blokes a little bit fitter and healthier. Terrible business plan. I mean, he sounds like a great guy, but terrible (laughs) business plan. You don't have to pay him... In other no, ways. I don't, like, no. Major Fitness, he's a, he's a, a joke, Rawson's yeah. the bloke who runs it. He's a great fella. And, he's, and he also, he's trained a few of my uh, my friends who are due to give birth as well. So trains them during their pregnancy as well. So he's if a, he can
2: train a bloke to give birth, <laughs> he is
3: worth more than $10 an hour. I'll tell you that right now. No, you should check him out, majorfitness.com.au. Okay, I'm going to
2: give a little bit of a plug. This is an interesting little one. Uh, recently, I went to a place called Crazy Hobbies. They're on Parramatta oh, Road. I'm glad you said Hobbies. Yeah, Crazy Hobbies. Uh, not Crazy hobbies I horse. thought you'd been hanging out no, with Shannon Noel. No, no, no. Crazy Hobbies. They're on Parramatta Road. Yeah, I know Crazy the, Hobbies. Yeah, uh, in Annandale there, right yeah. on the corner of, uh, what's that? Johnson Street. Mm. And uh, I took my son in there a few weeks ago to go and buy him his first remote control car. And this is why I liked him. Because when people are enthusiastic about what they do. Yes. I mean, these are not just people who are just trying to make a living. They're enthusiasts. They, wanted to, they want to make sure that you're happy, that you've got, because they want to mm. see the delight. They know the delight that yep. these things bring to kids. And they were like, oh, you'll need this and, you know, get this and don't worry about that. And I was like, that's good. Talking to somebody who's enthusiastic about their job and about their small business, they're good, good people. When someone
3: tells you, when when I walk into any store and someone says to me and is honest with me and says, mate, you actually don't need to worry about getting that. If you walk in with going, I need to get this, 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 and this, and then they say, mate, don't worry about that. You don't need it. That automatically instills in me, I can... Trust this person. I
2: agree. Having said that, I walked out spending $9,000. So that was... um. But I would argue <gasps> that that's your
3: addiction to Lego. No, and uh, that's on you.
2: Wolfie's remote control car costs $200. The rest is for me. <laughs> I've got the most perverted drone system you've ever... No, no, I'm only kidding. Not, they, they sell everything. They sell all hobby stuff. Cars and aeroplanes, all sorts of stuff. So... Here's your opportunity, Sydney. 13353. We're gonna reverse, the opposite of a current affair. Instead of finding dodgy people, if you've got somebody in your local area that you reckon's good and you want to give them a little bit of a leg up, you want to give them a bit of a vote, and you want other people to know about their good business, their good service, their good nature, give us a call. One triple three five three. What's good in your neighborhood? Who's been looking after it's good what's in the a hood. good business? Yeah, absolutely. One triple three five three, dob in a good trader. Ooh. We've opened up the phones to you today, Sydney one triple three five three, to give you the opportunity to talk up a small business, somebody mm. who's doing a good job. We heard on the news that Pendle Hill Meats uh, was doing great deals on meats. We're like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, you're selling cheap meat, whatever. That's not really any big new, any big news. And then we heard that they had sausages for three dollars ninety nine a kilo, and we went, holy cow. Mm. Literally, holy cow! So, <laughs> like, a, like, I mean, that, that holy cow has been chopped hey, up into pieces. That might be pork. Holy pork! Holy pork! Jesus, that's what it is. Uh,
3: but we're yeah, we're flipping a current affair on yep. its head. We're not after the dodgy traders nope. and the people that don't pay invoices and nope. and you know get work Rip not done on time.
2: Dobbin, a good local operator, somebody in your area that you want other people to know about. Good. Jacinta and Hello. Hi. How you doing? Really good indeed, Jacinta. Who you want to give a bit of shout out to?
5: Um, Tam, at Chic Hair Design, they're absolutely brilliant.
2: Hang on, who About are they? What? A what now? Did you say Chiquito Hair Design? Sounded like chick,
5: it. Chic, C-H-I-C, Hair Design
2: at North Richmond. Right, okay. So it'd be Chic rather than chick. Chic. Chic. Sorry, I, I
5: live in the West.
2: It's no, no. Chic. No, it's actually, it's, no, you're right. It is Chic because <laughs> she could have chick. a Q, I'm sure. When they chick. named
3: it, that is definitely not what they thought you'd pronounce it as. But yeah. why Why oh. do you like them, Jacinda?
5: We were looking for property in the Hawkesbury area about three years ago, yep. and we just stopped by a hairdresser, just a random. Um, it just happened to be chic hair design. Yep. My stepdaughter had a knot in her hair the size of a fist, Oh. and very, very, very patiently and with incredible good humour, spent three hours removing that knot for her. Oh, are you serious? Wow serious explain to her how to take care of her hair in the future in a really lovely way demonstrated everything and then charged just less than $20 for oh,
3: that Oh, wow. Get around then. So
5: look- we've been going to her ever since. She, we ended up buying in the area. That was one of the reasons why we liked it, for the sense of community.
3: Yep, right.
5: At any time we need any links in the area, she's certain to know somebody and points us in the right director- Bang. direction. Bang. So
2: yeah, and she really looks, lovely. By the sense of things, thing, she's happy to lose money. So, I mean, that is. It's
5: That is. No, no, trust me. As my husband says, it might have been $20 for my uh, stepdaughter's hair, but it's certainly been more than that for mine. Yeah,
2: <laughs> lost leader, we call so that.
5: She's, she's, she's made her money, but yeah. again, absolutely lovely and good involved in every kind of significant event. She's a fantastic
2: hairdresser. Good on you, Jacinta. Hair Thank you very much for calling through. Let's get to Mick in Penrith. Hello, Mick. Yeah,
0: how how, you going, buddy? Good,
2: mate. Quick plug. Who do you want to give a big up to?
0: Uh, Modern Mechanics at Penrith. Um, I broke down one day and got roadside assist out, and they said it was going to be $1,600 to fix my car.
2: Yeah, so I got my car
0: delivered to my mechanics, and then he goes, leave it with me. Let me diagnose it. But if it is what they say, it's going to be around yeah, sixteen hundred dollars. Three hours later, he rings me back and goes, mate, come back. Your car's ready. I said, oh, that quick. He goes, yeah, I found it. It was a fifty-dollar part, so I charged you eighty bucks because I had to spend an oh. hour or two looking for the problem.
2: So he he only saved you fifteen hundred dollars.
3: Wow, that's yeah. massive. You know, modern mechanics in Penrith. I was a young bike and they could
2: have taken me for a ride. I was expecting to pay it and he just didn't
0: do it. Honest mechanics they're hard to come by. Okay. And That's his awesome. name again is? Um, Modern Mechanics at Penrith on
2: Yacht Road. Well done. Good Thanks on you, Mick. You've done him a good service. Out. Well done. Good to pay it back, I reckon. We've got time good. for one more, Miss. Okay. Tim in St Mary's. Hello, champ.
0: Hey, brother. How you going?
2: Very good, mate. All right. Plug for a small business. Go.
0: Mate, I want to give a plug to Harry's Cafe on Queen Street in St Mary's. <laughs> yep. We... I'm a truck driver, trying to get home late. Got family six. They're
2: nice, we rocked up late. Oh, We've Tim, lost You're him.
3: breaking up there. We've lost him. He's it's gone. It was Harry's, Harry's Cafe in St Mary's.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. I presume Harry's going to say he rocked up late, and they still managed to feed him and his family. And he's a truck driver. He's had a long day. It's a, it's a heartbreaking story. We don't have time <laughs> to go into that heartbreaking story, nor n- n- for me to reenact it. But the important thing is, you go to Harry's restaurant. <laughs>
0: you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrickvillian. A uh, Merrickvillite. Merrickvillaman? Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9 <laughs> Triple M.